Okay, we're here with another episode of American Hammers TV. Just got to mention real quick our sponsor, Stroud Craft Coffee. They've been gracious enough to give us a 15% off coupon, which is in the description below. If you want to get some, get your hands on some CBD oil coffee, man, that's um, some really good stuff. It's really healthy for you. Uh, they have, you know, low dose all the way up to some high dose of organically infused hemp oil coffee. Um, it's really, 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 really good stuff. Premium craft coffee out of Denver, Colorado. So again, the code is hammers 15. It's in the description below. Please do us a favor and, uh, buy some. It's good stuff. Also real quickly, uh, we started a campaign to sell some t-shirts. You only have about 12 days left of that. Uh, 20% is going to go to two of our favorite charities, uh, the DT38 foundation and Isla. So please buy some shirts while you're at that. Uh, the link is in the description below. It's actually bonfire.com slash American Hammers TV. It's pretty easy, but if you can't understand me, then go down to the description and click away. Thanks, guys. So anyway, this episode I've been looking forward to um, for a long time. Actually, part of the reason why we're doing this is because of West Ham Fan TV. So it's pretty awesome that Wayne, my co-host from Dallas Hammers, and I will get the chat with Nikki, Nikki Hawkins from West Ham Fan TV. What's up, Nikki? Gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing awesome. good, mate. Doing good, mate. Glad to see you here. I, I, I'm just going to make a shout out to Jameson Whiskey, who doesn't freaking sponsor me or anybody, even I've mentioned them every sudden episode. Um, but uh, they can they can sponsor me in my sponsored weight loss that I'm doing for Isla. Uh, so, Jameson, if you're watching, which you probably bloody well aren't, uh, chuck some dosh in the kitty, okay? So, I just had to throw that one out there. So, I like the so drink. Just, what can I say? <laughs> so, just so you know, Nikki, how we usually do this is that um, our show started by just showcasing the American West Ham supporters groups because America, as you know, is pretty large, and you've um, actually visited a few, visited a few. Um, so you've seen firsthand that there, you know, there's some real support here. Um, but there's some are obviously bigger than others, and we just wanted to showcase everybody. We also wanted to incentivize others who you know, just watch the games at home to, you know, do what they're doing and get out to the pubs and, and start their own groups. That's how it started. But then we realized that, you know what, let's do them a favor and start showcasing all of the, you know, West Ham personalities on you know YouTube and in the media, et cetera. Um, give them something yeah. to watch instead of watching themselves. So um, it's the show's evolved crazily and here we are, man. So how we usually start is how did you get into West Ham? How did you become a hammer? West Ham. Um, I must say, before before I start my story, gents, uh, um, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, I did enjoy my time over in the States uh, when I was in Florida. Um, and I know there's massive, massive support all over the country. And um, hopefully in the near future, I'll, I'll be visiting again. So um, I, I look forward to, to, to meeting others because that was a great day. Um, but West Ham, um, I was born into it, mate. I, I had no choice, really. I lived... Um, sort of ten minutes up the road. Dad's dad played for West Ham. Uh, played supported West Ham. Dad's dad supported West Ham. Dad's dad's dad supported West Ham. And actually, where um, interesting fact, where I used to live, my my old house used to back onto the back of the memorial grounds, which was the original. Um, I think actually, I think it was the second ground that we ever had before we moved to Upton Park. Um, and 
as I walked my local shop, I used to walk around through the parts of the local shop, and actually at the back of the uh, at the back of the shop was the original sort of turnstiles and gates and stuff, um, all painted in claret and blue. Looked old. I didn't know for years and years what they were. It was only when I got into my adult life I actually worked out what they were, and um, I was that close. You know, it, I, I was. It was just sort of no choice. Nobody else I knew supported anybody else. Um, and even if they did, it would be no choice for me. I first started going when I was about nine or ten years old, um, and once I went, once I was, I was hooked on it. And you know, as I said, my dad, dad's dad, dad's dad's dad, and um, yeah, I, I had no choice really. Do you remember your first game, your first what, match? What Oh, I was going to just—I was going to say exactly the same thing. We're both jumping <laughs> in here at the same time. Yeah. Too. <laughs> my my first game was uh, we beat Sunderland. I can't remember the, the exact date. It was 1992. And um, we beat them 6-0. And I was just in time to um, stand on the old terraces. So I, I, I stood in the south stand. Um, I, w I went regularly from then because it was very cheap and very accessible. Um, it was, I think it was an old first division game I went to, uh, my first one. Um, very cheap, very accessible. Not a lot of money in the area. I grew up in Newham. It's one of the most... Um, financially deprived uh, parts of the country. Um, not a lot of money around where I live, and you know, but at, at, in them days it was very, very cheap. I remember going to games and, and, and paying three quid on the door to get in. Um, but yeah, six nil. And um, I actually took my boy. I took my boy to a European game a couple of years ago. He was a bit young, but I took him this year um, to the London Stadium for the first time, and we beat. Um, whoever we beat that night, eight nil, and um, it, it was a bit like my experience, really. And I had to sit down and explain to him after, you know, when we go again, boy, that doesn't happen every week. You know, yeah. we're going to get beat uh, quite, quite more often than we don't. You know, it's funny. We've had a lot of guests on that say that they, they say that their first match was ten nil, six nil, or you know, or whatever the case may be. I mean, I think yeah, Dave, uh, Dave Walker also said that, and I, I can't remember who else, um, but a bunch of our guests said it was a massive shellacking and then uh i think, you know, I think gonzo said win. the same thing as well gonzo did too yeah from hampshire yep gonzo yep. said the same thing as well see see mine was a two but, was a two one beating of chelsea which was like going back to the 1980s but um it's but like the, the, um, thing, the thing is with, with with my first game it was so ingrained in me at the time if we'd have lost six nil it would have been the same effect you know it, it wasn't so much the football that hooked me it was the uh you know the the day. You know it was the standing on the south bank buying a hot dog, and you know the smells, the sounds. You know the the rawness of the crowd that day. There would have been no other. You know it, we we could have lost twenty five nil when I would have, I would have went back the next week. So no, my now I think out of all all of the people that we've had on the show, you're the first person that's a south banker, the same as me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else has been like North Bank, uh, and I fi finally it's, it's been four bloody months, and I've finally got somebody else that sat that stood on the South Bank. Finally, <laughs> yeah. My uh, my my first match was um, the day that I was. It was my first fan cam experience too. Uh, it was the next to last home game of last season against Manchester United, and um, it was the most boring match i've ever seen in my life but the experience at the pubs were fantastic but the as soon as you walked out of the pub i mean the atmosphere was gone i mean and, and same thing you know during the match but then after the match once you hit the pubs again i mean it was 
the atmosphere was back. So the pubs in and around the area were are all right, but um, that's pretty much it, you know. And being yeah, you know, on the fan cam for the first time, that was you know for me awesome. So that was cool. Sorry, so we're a live. Question, here, question for you, Nikki. <laughs> Go on, mate. So, so when you were going to the matches as a youngster, were you a student of football or did you go for the atmosphere? What what was the big deal for you? Um, not. Do you know what? I, I first I remember as a as a real youngster, sort of six, five, six. Um, football was always on in our house. You know, it was. It was. I think it used to be shown on ITV back then. You know, whatever league yeah. we was in. Um, and it was always on on a on a Sunday, you know. Um, whether I went to my dad's or my granddad's, we was always watching the big match on ITV um, of a Sunday afternoon, um, or may, may have even been a Saturday afternoon. My memory doesn't serve me quite good, but I remember that the first real interest I took in football was the ninety World Cup, and it was it was the 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 sort of hysteria that was what would I have been seven at the time. Um, it was just sort of the hysteria that was that was sweeping the country, and it was the first time I really noticed it. You know, it, it noticed that you know there was something special going on, and everyone was getting behind the football teams and and all of that sort of stuff. And then you know, I'd always heard the words West Ham, West Ham, West Ham around my house. And then after the ninety World Cup, you know, we 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 done so well, England. Um, I remember sitting there watching the the, uh, the semi final with you know my dad, my mum, uh, and a few family friends. Um, and then I, I started to ask questions. So, so where is it? Where's West Ham? And I was sort of so shocked to find out it was it was literally ten minutes up the road. Who plays for them? Who, you know, what what have we won in the past? Have we won the trophy? Have we done this? And you know, it, it that was that was when I started to become really enthralled in it. And I got obsessed with it a little bit by the time I was eight nine. So by the time I went when I was ten. I knew everything. I knew all the players. I knew, you know, how we'd been getting on. At, um, yes, yeah, so I, I suppose I was a student of the game. You know, I, I was. Uh, I wasn't. Um, I was quite a late developer with it, when it comes down to playing the game. Um, I wasn't a, a great footballer as a, as, a, as a child. It wasn't until I got into my teens that, that you know that I started to learn how to play football. But um, as as in, you know what. Um, experience it was when i first went yeah i, w I was really enthralled in it. i you know i knew what was going on i knew what to expect um i will remember that day is getting you know passed down to the front and you know turning around and going to my mate well, how, how do we get to the toilet you know but um we actually got split up that day and, and, and <laughs> we actually got split up that day but in them days it didn't really matter you know everyone was out there every you know all the all the old Old boys were looking out for the youngsters, and yeah, you know, yeah. you used to they used to pass you little wooden boxes with if, if you couldn't sort of see too too high over the um uh, over the advertising holdings and things, and it, you know, it was it was yeah, it was it was a great day. Uh, you know, by that time I was really into it. So yeah, I suppose I was really. What's uh let's let's see, I, I forget the players, but like, what what was your favorite match? Like, what are some of your favorite most memorable matches you've ever been to? Um, I remember <laughs> memorable matches. Um, as a fan, like you know, what I mean, my, my favorite, my, my, my favorite one ever, I think, was the Ipswich game in the playoffs. Um, the year that we didn't go up, uh, coincidentally, because that was the, the loudest I've ever heard it. That was 
um, atmosphere personified. But you know, I see some fantastic games over there. Um, I remember one one of my favourite games was a game that we actually lost um, to Leeds. I think it was in about two thousand, if I if I remember rightly, and we lost five. I think it was 5-0 or 5-1 or something like that. Um, we had play, three players sent off um, that day. I think Ian Wright was one of them. I can't remember the other two. But that was a real favourite of mine because I remember I was brimming with pride but for the performance. You know, every, everything was sort of seemed to be stacked against us that day. And the, the, the players on the pitch that, you know, remained on the pitch just kept them going, kept them going. I remember I nearly cried with... with, with, with um, uh, with pride that day, and I was I was like nearly eighteen, you know. Um, but memorable games. I think the one against Ipswich is is the one for me. It was, um, you know, it, it was a magical night. Um, we, we thought it was the the pathway back up, and that's the, I think that's the first time I remember us being relegated. So, you know, I was really eager to to um, to get back to the Premier League and and you know I think we'd lost the first leg so everything seemed to be in conjunction the crowd were behind them it was a night game you know you couldn't beat the night games at Upton Park they was you know some of the best nights in, in anywhere in football um and it was yeah it, it, I think that one springs to mind uh, the most you know a lot a lot of people have said Nicky um like what with the move to the new stadium and everything that it might be good if the team actually went through a relegation again to sort out some of the snowflakes and, and get it back to, like, you know, old school, so to speak. What do you, what do you think about that? The, the thing is that if you're, if you're there, uh, Wayne, to watch West Ham, you're there to watch West Ham. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter to me whether we're playing, you know, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham or Macclesfield or, you know, or... Cardiff or, or or one of the lower teams, you know, I'm there to watch my club. You know, I, I hear so many people who I sort of call, I wouldn't say fair weather fans because fans are fans, you know, yeah. if you're supporting, not everyone can get to games, not everyone can, do, but you know, the, 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 the sort of newer breed that have come with the, you know, with the, the move to the Olympic stadium and, and saying about how, how excited they are to watch Man United and how excited they are to watch Tottenham or, or, or Arsenal or whatever. Um, I'm not there to watch Tottenham and Arsenal. I'm there to watch West Ham beat Tottenham yep. or Arsenal, you know. So if they're playing, you know, as I said, Macclesfield or or, or Manchester United, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but in terms of whether it would it would sort out the snow, yeah, I think you're right. It would it would turn a couple of people off. Um, they'd probably drastically reduce their prices again, um, seeing as they pay so little rent to to try and keep them people there. Um, it would it would sort a few out because I think there is still a few, and I think there will be for a few years of of, of the hangers on that came with the um, the old plus two scheme when you've yeah. got sort of all sorts of fans buying tickets just for the sake of buying tickets. I think that's why you see so many empty seats dotted around the ground, and a relegation I think would sort that out, and um, and it it would give. I hoped it, it would give a, a good portion of the fans that, you know, were there at Upton Park, a couple of the people that may have changed their minds when they sort of give up their season ticket when we left Upton Park saying we'd never go again. I know a few of them people have changed their minds and they buy sort of tickets. But, you know, there's 52,000 season tickets available now. Um, and the problem with a plus two scheme, which I said at the time, is, you know, there's going to be about a third of them that, you know, don't deserve to go. And there, there are other people that, that look, 
the one thing I can't moan about at the new stadium is the prices of season tickets. And um, a couple of the people that might have sort of give them tickets up in, in sort of like heat in a moment, it would give them people a chance to come back because, you know, we hear about this 40,000 waiting list. I don't know if that's the case or not, but the tickets are yeah. so cheap. People just renew for the sake of renewing. Um, and a, a relegation probably would um, give an opportunity for the, you know, the people that did give their tickets up in the heat in a moment and, and, and have sort of regretted it since to come back. And I think that's what, um, that's why Upton Park was so special because the people inside the ground were, there for one thing and one thing only. They ain't there yeah. to see Tottenham or Man United. They were there to see West Ham, and I think that that would be a that would be a cleanse. But I don't, in another way, I don't want it to happen. So yeah, <laughs> I'm wishing it to. Yeah, happen. no, I, I say it a lot on the show. I I thank Avram Grant for getting us relegated that year because you know the 2010 2011 season because the, the club needed a reboot at that point. Um, if you look at that 2011 and 12 season, which was in Championship, that was in my period of being a West Ham fan. That was my favorite season because it was just so exciting every single week, week in, week out. Oh, to, 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 be, to be fair though, that, that's more to do with playing staff um, a, a reboot. We definitely needed one because there was still a massive hangover from the Icelandics who were signing players for ridiculous yeah. wages that you know become so uh, unsustainable, unsustainable that we needed to get them players out of the club. Otherwise, we would have been in bigger trouble than we nearly were. Um, and I think the re, you know, the, the relegation um, give us a chance to sort of offload them players. But this a relegation now, I think, would be um, not so much the playing staff. I think they're getting rid of the Deadwood and I think we've got some players there. But in terms of fans, I think it would give the club a reboot, which I think maybe that's what it needs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. I mean, it's it, it's funny. I mean, I haven't been to the new stadium yet, and, uh, and you know that's going to be a pain. It's going to be a painful day day for me when I when I walk to where where you know Upton Park used to be, and and seeing what's built yeah. there. It's going to be a painful day for me, and I don't think I'm actually going to do it because what's the point of doing it? It's nice. Stand there, look at a block of flats, and cry. Nah, I'm not going to do it. Um, but um, you know, it's. It, it's kind of weird. It's like I, I was saying to—I can't remember who it was on one, one of the episodes. I was saying like I—I I knew when I went to went to the Bolin, when I went there, I'd be standing and I'd be singing, and everybody would be singing around me. One of my biggest fears is that that when I finally do make it to to the Olympic Stadium, is that I'm going to be stuck stuck in 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 amongst a, a bunch of planks who aren't going to be doing anything. They're going to be telling me to sit the fuck down. That's <laughs> my biggest bloody fear. That is my biggest fear. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I mean that is um, that's basically what it is. Is two sections out of a good thirty that that, that you know that, that actually do anything, um, and you've you know them tickets are, are few and far between. Um, you're lucky, Wayne, because if you'd have come a couple of years ago when we first moved in, you didn't know what to do, and if yeah, you dare stand up. Someone wanted to punch your face in over it. So um, you know, I, I remember we had a. a, a an argument once when we was we went to um, uh, the first games we ended up having an argument with the people around us they still sit around us and obviously you become more friendly as the time goes on but we didn't really know them then um, and I remember we stood up and, and somebody told someone to sit down and shut up and you know it, it, it turned in, into an argument and um, you know it, it, it was bad times back then but um, it, it's slowly getting getting better and what I hope is that you know three years four years five years in um, 
you know, these fair weather fans do start to drop off and they do start to, you know, stop renewing and thinking to themselves, ah, I'm not paying 600 quid to go and watch two games again this year. And as I said, Wayne, given the, 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 you know, the fans that may have given up them tickets at the heat at the moment, the chance to come back and stand and sing for once, you know, it, it's, it's dead yeah, in there yeah. sometimes. But saying that, there are games when, you know, we do get the, the, the people up and singing. And when it's... Um, you know, when we are up and in full voice, it is a, a sight to behold. You know, I, I, you know that's that's what my vision was when they said about the Olympic Stadium. I hated the idea at one uh, at one time. Then I started to sort of come round to the idea, and I was thinking, oh, can you imagine sixty five thousand, uh, sixty six thousand West Ham fans standing yeah. and singing all in unison? Um, and it doesn't happen like that. You know, uh, we, we we you know we've seen the problems and all that. But when it does get going, Wayne, it, it is a sight to behold, and yeah. it's loud. What would you say uh, the best game? The best game is that you've been to so far, where that's 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 been like a close proximity, where people have really like started to get it together. Uh, Chelsea. I think one of the Chelsea games was was really good. One of the um the night games there. Um, but there have been a few times. This I think last season, uh, when we was in trouble after the Burnley game, and we really needed to start picking up some points. I think it was, I think it was Southampton, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But there was a game um, when we really needed the points. Otherwise, we could have ended up in big trouble. When it was, you know, it was like the West Ham of old. Everyone's coming together. But when, as I say, you know, when the results are going well, it, it, it sometimes it does pick up in there when we need to get behind them. We do need to get behind them, and we do get behind them. But you know. Um, I think that was the a Chelsea game in the night time and, and the Southampton game when we we really needed a win. I think was the the, the two that I remember being sort of off the wall, um, you know, super atmosphere there. Um, yeah, the last match of um, last season, not this this season, but the season before that, the seventeen eighteen season, uh, the Everton match where Sam Allardyce was managing Everton. I mean, that, that atmosphere was mm. 10 times better than the match before. Yeah. The man you had. It must have yeah. been because it was the last match of the season, but the place was full and it was very loud, like noticeably more loud. Than I think, the um, match. I think, I think beer has a, as a good thing, uh, a, a good saying <laughs> sometimes as well. A good thing. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny because when people ask me that that question, like you know, what was the best match that you went to, and I have to answer honestly and say I don't bloody well remember those ones. Yeah, um, <laughs> I remember halfway through them, but then, hey, then it kind of goes a bit foggy. You even go to some. We've got. I mean, I go to to sort of ninety percent of the away games as well, and we've got honestly the loudest. Um, uh, loyal, um, you know, dedicated support. Uh, you know, everyone would say this, but honestly, I do believe this. One of the best ones, you know, the, the best fans in the country when it comes to away games, um, loud all the time, you know, deafening loud. Um, when we get an early one, sometimes it, it, it's not so loud, you know what I mean? Everyone's sort of, sort of rubbing their eyes and haven't had, uh, <laughs> haven't had any, any alcohol in their system and they're all sitting there wondering what they're <laughs> and get to the pub, you know, but... Yeah, I think that does have a have a um, a bit of a. Maybe they should let us start drinking in like they do in Germany. They have amazing atmospheres. You have people jumping up with flares and all sorts. If you could stand there Seriously. with a beer, yeah, yep. Good uh, God. Just you know, I, I want to mention real quick that 
about this point in the show we usually mention all the people in the chat room um we got uh gary smithhurst in the chat room we got uh cam from tampa you know cam um let's see here nick tucker <laughs> nick's in there uh wally and gabe are, who pretty much watched every single one of our episodes pretty much live and we're gonna actually have them as guests on our show um just to say thanks uh this upcoming sunday so that'll be fun and mm -hmm. uh looks like hammers chats in there too chatting away awesome so thank you guys for watching and speaking of all that uh, we do have a couple fan questions for you i think you might enjoy these <clears throat> so uh the first question is have you ever done a full season and not lost your season ticket no never <laughs> when when i was do you know what when when um I'm, I'm terrible with the plastic cards i'm terrible with them um bank cards and all that sort of stuff you know I, I think they stuck stocked up because you can walk into a bank and get a replacement now. I think they stocked up just for me because I'm I'm I was losing them on a weekly basis. I'm I'm terrible with them. I'm, I never organised my things in my wallet. Um, when they was the big books that used to tear out the pages of, not so much then. Um, I remember the one time when I did lose one um, when I had a book is is I um I got annoyed one day. I think I think it was the Wimbledon game. When we lost four three, we was three nil up, and we lost four three. Yeah. Um, and I remember, just in the heat of the moment, I pick, I, I got this. You know, there was big old. Do you remember what, uh, the, the big old books with the plastic oh. covers? And I got, yeah, up, and that's the fourth goal winning. Yeah. As as the fourth goal winning, I remember I, I stood up and I chucked my season ticket on the pitch at one of the players that was celebrating, <laughs> and I and I made this. I used to, I used to sit in a bobbing more lower and I made this dramatic exit and I was walking towards like there was a little thing on the side where it was like um, a little walkway that used to go down the sidewards. I remember I parading up there and I got two steps up and I thought, oh, shit. And I sort of came back sheepishly and I said to the steward, excuse me, mate, can you get my, my season ticket for me, please, before I go home? And he just went, yeah, sure. And he just picked up. <laughs> and as it happens, there was a few on the pitch and he went, what one's yours? <laughs> <laughs> <that> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, we got another one here. Um, this one says, uh, ask Nikki who his favorite Scottish person is from Hammer's Chat. Oh, I wonder who that's from. Favorite <laughs> Scottish person. <laughs> um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. From Hammer's Chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, uh, someone said, oh, actually, Cross Hammer's in there. It says Gonzo. Um, and then... Uh, Gonzo, yeah. I'm sure yeah, he's got yeah. a bit of Scottish. Um, <laughs> No, Geo's. They're all they're all fantastic boys. Geo, Geo, and I talk uh, regular, um, yeah. and and the thing they done the other night was was amazing. You know, it was. I, I don't feel. I, look, I, I said to 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 the boys, look, I'll try and stay up with you by by about eleven o'clock when my interview had finished. I was I was in bed, mate. I couldn't I couldn't keep my eyes up anymore. Uh, it's the age thing catching up on me, but. What they done the other night was fantastic, and and you know congratulations to Charlie, Gonzo, Gio, and all the boys, Tom, that that done that because that was that was amazing. I cannot believe they did it, and you know, and they invited me, uh, uh, me it, and uh, Wayne. Just you know, we all had an hour on there too, you know, to help out with the time difference. It wasn't. It, was it wasn't honor. just the. Um, it wasn't just the fact that he stayed up for twenty four hours. He kept the the level of interviewing up. Um, they were lucid and, and the they were lucid the whole time. Yeah. It was it was amazing. It was because by the time if that if I'd done that by the time sort of four o'clock come along, it'd be the next guest coming on. I just began, uh, uh, 
Yeah, something about West Ham. <laughs> you know, and I, but you know the, the the level of interview that he kept for twenty four hours. Uh, I watched an interview three o'clock the next day, and he was sort of by that time grilling um, Sean Wexton, which I, I found quite amusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, just the the intensity of the questions and and, and you know the professionalism of them that was fantastic all throughout. And, and big credit has to go to them for that because that was magnificent. Yeah, they raised over yeah. four grand. I mean, over four. Yeah, four like, grand. Yeah, yeah I can't grand. You know, they, at, at the time that you know we, we popped on, they were only at like two thousand, and they weren't even sure they were going to reach three. You know, and sure enough, no, they they kept going, kept plugging away, and they ended up uh, almost forty two hundred. So that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I got another question for you here. Um, it's, the question says, as I know, you're a massive old school WWF fan. Uh, which past or present hammer <laughs> would have looked good in the squared circle, and what would his nickname be? Oh God! Um, past or present hammer? Mm, that's a tough one. I think Johnny Artson would have been decent. I think Johnny <laughs> Artson would have been decent. I've met John Artson a few times, and he's a um, he's he's he, you know he's a big old lump, and he was a yeah. size at, uh, when he was playing for us. He had he, you know, he, he was a big old size, and he'd be he'd have to be something like the something about dragons. It'd be it'd be the 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 super dragon or something like that. I don't know. I've got no idea. These questions are really left field. I was expecting more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Eagle St- I, do you know what? Eagle Stimak would have been a good one. Eagle Stimak. He was a big old lump as well. Uh, Guy DeMel has a scary face, man. You know what I mean? Like he has that mean demeanor <laughs> when he gets his mean on. He's a big, tall dude too. Yeah. Uh, like the, uh, I don't know what his name would be. I don't want to say, but uh, um, so what uh, it says, what is your favorite ever? Fan cam, like who was your favorite ever fan cam that you had on? That's another one. I used to like talking to. Um, he doesn't come on too much anymore, but the old guy. And I remember one time there was um there was a there was another old guy. And I never got his name, and he ain't never ever come up once to me. And it was um it was after the Burnley game, as a matter of fact, and um. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it because it it was a real heartfelt, you know, message to the board and and to it, and it, it went something like you know you you know thank you very much because you've you've ruined you know the, the the thing that I love and all that sort of stuff, and I think that was my I favorite ever that. one because it it came from the heart. Um, it was just so full of emotion. The guy was nearly in tears, um, and it he was just reflecting you know without using the rage that everybody else was seemed to be um you know reaching within their self to to express their this uh this disapproval of, of what was going on he he's come from you know uh, it came from the heart and he, he used you know calmness but you know it was a real strong message and i like them sort of fan cams when not so much when you're shouting and hollering obviously you've got the astra goo goo one uh, you know that went viral yeah um uh, you know, it's it's funny to look back on now, but it wasn't funny at the time. But you know, the ones I do, I do is is when you know it's an articulated, well thought out message that you know this guy obviously he done it in the heat at the moment, but he, you know I just it's think that he must yeah. have been thinking about that. You know that that must have been brewing up inside him, and he, he just decided walked past us, and he just decided to stop. And it was such a heartfelt message, and I, and I do believe that they 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 did watch that. So. um 
Um, yeah, cross do some good sometimes. I think Nick Tucker says his his favorite was the bloke in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he was he was comedy value. He's, he's another one. He was up there. He was he was brilliant. And uh, what else we got here? The one last question, I guess, the one last fan question. Anyway, it says, uh, "Are Graham's eyebrows really that large?" They're massive, mate. mate <laughs> you know when it. He has to um, <laughs> when it, when he when he gets them trimmed, he has to get permission from the council before he does that. So, <laughs> oh god, list, listed eyebrows. You never heard. You're the only person in the world with listed eyebrows. So that's wicked. So we were going to have uh, Dom on the show, and uh, we announced it. Mm. I, I, it was a short notice thing where I, I found out that I had a day off coming up, and I'm, you know, how I've been messaging you guys pretty much on short mm. notice. Um, I reached out to Dom and said, "Hey, you know, you want to do a show tomorrow? Blah blah blah." At this time, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I can do it on my lunch." And I'm like, "Cool." So apparently, he hasn't watched the show because our shows usually go for about an hour. So I messaged him, you know, that day. Um, you know, the following day I said, Hey, um, yeah, you, uh, you, wow. You get an hour for lunch. That's awesome, man. And he said, uh, no, I only get a half. I'm like, Oh, well, we usually, we do an hour, man. I mean, you know, that's what we've been doing. We want to kind of keep that, you know, continuity. And, uh, yeah. and then he said, okay, well, yeah, I would love to give you an hour. Let's just not do it today and, and move on. But amidst all that, man, the fucking backlash, holy shit um you know there was a first time we've ever experienced it for every single person that said yes awesome i can't wait to see that one that one's going to be fucking great i can't wait to watch that interview blah yeah. blah blah, blah. i'd say mostly twitter you know facebook and instagram were, were very popular um but it was twitter it was just fucking i'm gonna unsubscribe to your channel you're gonna lose followers this way we're gonna fucking unfollow you uh, that guy's a fuckhead and this that and everything else um it was hmm. crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Was the most, uh, you know, backlash we've had yet, and we didn't even have him on the fucking show yet at that point, you know. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you know, we're definitely going to have him on. Um, we just need to straighten out a, a time where we can get him for a full hour, like, but you know, between yeah, you know, his job and everything else. I don't know, man. So you guys received similar backlash. I guess is the question, really. But Dom. I think Dom is, I think on his Twitter profile at the minute, he's got his name as Marmite. And yeah. yeah. I don't think that you can, you can sum him up any more than that, really. He's, he's one of them people that, you, love um, him or hate him. you either love him or you hate him. You know, some people hate him with a passion, you know, I mean, to the point where people have tried to get physical with him. Yeah. Um, and some people absolutely respect everything he says. Um, do I agree with everything he says? Not always, no. Um, we have our this discussions, you know. But the, the thing about him is, is, is the fact that you know I, I get the same thing week in, week out, and and we are actually trying to derive a system where we can get to more fans at the moment because I think that's where our channel excels is when we hear from the fans. I think that's what we're, you know, basically what we're there for is to make sure that these fans have got a platform to, to, to speak on. And I've always said this from, from the bottom of my heart is that nobody is ever restricted from coming on West Ham Fan TV. There's not, we don't turn around in a queue um, and, 
you know, if, if you've ever come over and see us, you know, mostly we leave Dom till last, and that's to leave him to calm down because he <laughs> does come out with some ridiculous things when he's angry and, and all that sort of stuff. And since the Astrogoo thing, which, um, you know, went viral, and it was our, it was our first um, real experience of a viral video, um, and the backlash from that from some of the people we knew and you know first and foremost what i had to do is is you know i had to sort of jump in and, and defend him in a few cases because it was getting intense in some cases people were threatening him his job and, and things like that and i remember a, a a guy that messaged him i won't mention any names but um a guy that messaged him personally he was an old friend of his and he works for a police uh, force and he was just lambasting him about how you know, he's he's shown himself up because he works in a in the public sector. Um, he's going to make sure that his boss knows all about it, uh, about his racism and, and, and things like that, which, you know, uh, it, 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 I think he calls some somebody a Romanian farmer, which was, you know, a, a, just a stereotype of anything. Goo, actually. Yeah, it was that. Thing, Astro yeah. Goo, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he was just. Dom was really, really frightened about it. And, and you know, I had to message this guy and, and you know, I, I had to tell him that, you know, what he was doing is out of order. You know, I mean, if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. But, you know, personally threatening someone because you don't like them is he, not on. And, and and he gets that a lot. He gets, you know, some people, you you, you look at our comments, they're 50-50, split right down the middle. Yeah. Dom's the, the, the best person on here. Do not ever, and then the other half is do not ever interview him again. He, he hasn't got a clue what he's talking exactly. about. But it's his opinion, you know. When, yeah. when I spoke to him at the last game of the season, he, he had a few drinks. He wasn't as drunk as I think he came across. Um, he had a couple of pints for his birthday and whatever, and he was talking about Anderson. Now, what he said about Anderson really sort of derived people the wrong way. And, and I think he came across a little bit... Um, uh, wrong in his delivery there because I think what he was trying to say is how can we improve Anderson? Anderson's been decent, which I I, I tended to agree with him, at, you know, over the course of a season. But there is a time and a place sometimes. And, and yeah. when you've just won 4-1 at the last game of the season and he's had a decent game, maybe that's not the place to say it. And and maybe his decision-making and, he, you know, what, what he's saying needs to be thought out a little bit more. But, you know, as I say, it's his opinion. You know, That's his opinion, I, I believe that every, everybody's opinion should be respected. Um, you don't have to agree with it, you know, but, you you know, you should respect it. And, to, um, you know, tarnish him with this, you know, this thing about you should never interview him again. If The, the people think I go out and, and, and look for him and search for him, you know. He know. comes to us at the end of the day. The same as if he didn't come over. He, did, he don't come over. He, he's, there's been games before when he doesn't come over. He hasn't been there or whatever. And it's not, you know... He always um, contributes to the platform, which is what we're there for. And we've never, um, we would never, uh, you know, stop him having the opportunity to do that. The same with Nick Marsh. Nick Marsh gets, I think, ninety-nine percent of the comments. Nick Marsh gets a positive. You know, he's 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 yeah. a very good interviewee. He's there every single week. Yep. Um, you know, and and he's he's another one. He, he, I think he's he's Dom's. Sorry, there's a train going past. Um, He's, you know, he's Dom's friend. They go together. They watch the same game, but they've got so so many different opinions. You know, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. We, um, yeah, we, so we, we've asked Nikki to. I mean, we've asked Marsh Marshy to come on. We've also, um, I mean, the whole the whole point with, you know, we want him on our show too because that's what we're trying to do. Having you and Gio and Gonzo and Baz and all these people on, we we want to, you know, 
showcase the personalities from over there in, in on YouTube, bust hand related over here. Um, regardless yeah. if we agree agree hundred percent. I mean, you guys, everybody we've had on probably won't agree with half of what I say as a West Ham fan, but that's, again, my opinion, and you guys have your opinion and so on. But my point is I want to give everybody you know, an opportunity to be heard. And everybody who was bashing the, you know, the fact that we were going to have them on, saying that they were unsubscribed, I mean, that's total bullshit anyway because they're going to watch just to hear what he has to say. I and mean, all those people that hate him will still watch. You know, to hear what you know he's gonna say. This, this, this is the thing. You, you, you sort of get the same people saying the same thing week in, week That's out. True. And there's a play button there. If you yeah. see his face on on the thumbnail, do not click it. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to hear what he has to say, or it pisses you off, or it annoys you, or whatever. Do not click the play button. The play button is there. I know people get tagged in it, and, and people turn around and say to me, "Ah, oh, well, it just came up on my timeline." Well, you've got a, you've got a perfect opportunity to just scroll past it. Because when I see something from Kim Kardashian or, or or somebody that I'm not interested in, I don't sit there and read it and then get angry about it. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't go out in the street looking at fucking advertising balls and, and shaking my fist at you. Oh, I don't want fucking guitar lessons, as Ricky Gervais once said. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 I walk past it. I take no notice of it. You, you, you don't have to watch that or listen to that opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. I mean, but again, I, th I everyone... think I think I was just going to say, I, I, I think that the. Uh, that the the American hammers that I, I think they're more accepting of the opinions and I, I and I think you know and you can speak to this Tim I think most of the aggravation we got was from from the British listeners yeah. the British watchers of, of American yeah. hammers calling, TV calling and I think that I think that's and, and, um, yeah yeah I think that's down, like down, down to a couple of things like, mind your yeah. own business you know don't, well don't I think I think, I think he, he, he has he has said some very controversial things and he, he you know he upset a few people with a few. Um, tweets last year when I had to have a word with him and just say, you know, you need to start reining this in a little bit because he does like to sort of, um, he gets it's trolled a, a lot. So I, I think, <laughs> yeah, he is a shit stirrer. Yeah, you're right. Um, but, you know, he, he does get trolled a lot and I think he, he, he takes it upon himself to reply when, the, the you know, the right thing to do would just be ignore it. Um, yeah. And a few of the tweets last year. So I think he upset a few people, quite a few people then who who lost a lot of, sort of respect for him or whatever um but yeah. at the end of the day as i say you know you don't have to listen to dom you exactly. don't have to listen to me you don't have to listen to ryan you know so let's backtrack a little bit um let's let's start with hey how'd you come up with the idea to start the west ham fan tv who how did it start who was who started it with you or or was it all your idea like, let us let us know the story of west ham fan tv well basically um I came up with an idea of a, a, a sort of show slash podcast um, when I wasn't going to West Ham. I, I'd given up my season ticket. Um, I had my son, my, my, my ex used to, uh, my, my missus used to um, work shifts. Um, and we, I just didn't have the time or the money or, or, or the resources to, to do it, you know. And I missed, I just missed the... Um, the banter in it, but not so much the football, but just the you know meeting up with friends and and the whole uh, you know after discussions of you know analysing the match sort of you know match of the day at, in the pub sort of thing, um, and I I just had the idea for this um, sort of podcast slash show um, to when I was thinking about not going, I was thinking God I missed that, yeah. but then I was thinking to myself well. 
if I miss it, there's other people that don't go anymore that will miss it. There's other people that, you know, never get to the chance to sort of sit in a, in the bowling or the central or the, or the Queens or whatever and, and, and discuss the game. Um, so I want to, to, to create a, a show or a podcast or whatever you want to call it to, to take that conversation into their front room. And I remember I was, um, obviously we, we hadn't even thought of West Ham fan TV yet. Um, and I remember phoning up Ryan and Scott and, and Graham with this idea and, and saying like, you know, cause we've been friends for, for, for many, many years and saying to him, look, I've got this idea. I think we could get it to work. Do you fancy trying it out? And they just went, yeah, yeah, cool. fine. Yeah. And I, I, I told this story on, on Hammer's chat the other night when I was um, thinking, I sat down in a cafe with them at the end of my road. And instead of writing down the words, I, I drew pictures of where we was going to sit, where we, you know, what we was going to do, where there would be a board of topics, where there would be a camera, where the you know we would set up the the, the tables and whatnot, um, and you know it, it, they they seemed very um, very keen, and we actually approached um, knees up Mother Brown. I don't think Grandma would um, would, would mind me saying um, uh, to see if they would like to publish it because I thought to myself, you know, we would film it, a few people would watch it, uh, mums and dads and a couple of friends would watch it and whatever, and we approached them. Um, uh, Graham and, and when I think about the way we approached him back then, is is a mental is mental. You know, it, it, if someone came to me with the same idea now, being a, a social media person, I'd, I'd tell him to go away. I'd say you're talking nonsense. What are you talking about? You know. But I, I went to Graham with the idea, um, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, we've been thinking about getting into the sort of like the fancy because there was." Back then, there was the Arsenal thing was was really started to, to blow up, and I never sort of envisioned going down that 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 um yeah, you know, that, that 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 route. Um, and he's like, "So what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Well, I want to film this discussion in a pub, and I want to, you know, like talk about the game, and and you know, it'd be like an in-depth analysis, and and you know, we'll all sit there. And, and so, what's the idea? I said, "We're just going to be drinking pints." And he's like, oh, okay. So it sounds <laughs> it sounds good. Um, he says, um, I'll tell you what. I says, I've got a, a guy um, who is a producer on TV who, you know, if you want, because, like, how are you going to film it? I, I was like, I don't, I, I don't know. And he's like, well, do you have any experience in, in media? I said, no, I don't. I've got a camera here. Um, I think it's good enough. Um, we, You know, Scott found it at work. And he's like, Okay, he goes. I'll tell you what. I'm going to pass you on to to the the, the producer who was James Longman. Um, I'm going to pass you on to him because he produces TV shows and he might be able to give you a little bit of a nudge in the right direction. So I approached James and I said, "James, what, what, what you know, what do I do?" And he's like, "Um, you, you're probably going to need multiple cameras and and all this." And like James has become a, a you know I love James James yeah. love James to bits but and I used to listen to all the podcasts uh, when he was on knees up mother brown and, and and Chris and and the guys there um and he was saying look you, you know it's it's a big and we ended up winging it because he was saying to me you need multiple cameras and when the guys were saying oh well you know the dream's sort of dead because we've got this one sort of holiday camera that Scott's found on holiday I was like no <laughs> I don't want it to be multiple cameras, you know. I'm going to resist the the the, the advice of the um, highly paid pro American producer 
who, who produces one of the biggest shows in the world. And I'm going to go with the idea that I've got, which is to have one camera in the middle there. And the effect was to not change the cameras because I want it to, to feel like the audience was sitting there um, with us, you know, which I thought we, 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 we came across quite well. Um, and I completely ignored James's advice. And, and at the time when we was about to launch, he was, there was a, there was a channel called Iron United. No, yeah, that's not right. It was, um, I can't remember. They're, they're long, they're long gone now. And he was the, it wasn't Iron United. It was, it was a, another guy. Um, the, the name escapes me. And it was a very talented kid called Liam Spence was running this channel. And, um, just as we was about to launch, um, the first ever YouTube channel, he came along and launched his YouTube channel and, and we got advised against, um, launching at this date because he's like you know i've just had liam spence who's got all this experience in social media who is a blogger he's got you know twenty five thousand followers on twitter um and you are you know are a 32 year old man from canning town with no experience nobody knows who you are i've just checked your twitter and you've got four followers um and he's going to launch this and and i've just seen his show and it's a multi-camera um in a studio and, and you're sitting in, you know, your club's clubhouse. I don't think you should launch. And I was like, okay, um, well, I'll have a think about it. So I spoke to the boys. I said, what do you want to do? And he's like, let's just go for it. We, you know, knees up, Mother Brown are no longer interested because I don't think that I felt they, they, they thought we was going to get trounced by this guy. Um, and I was like, we can create our own channel and just go ourselves and just see how we, how we progress or we can just stop now. So we set up the camera. Um, in this little bar and some of our early videos were so funny because we, you know, we just didn't have a clue what we was doing. Um, still don't to some extent. And, you know, it, we, we, we created that, that went down well. People were starting to share it. You know, we, we went from sort of 90 views to 200 views to 400 views, um, then to a thousand when we first broke a thousand was crazy. And then I think in the height of it, when we was, you know, we was on our game a couple of years ago when, we, we still had the studio and, and, you know, we still had everything organized. I think some of them were getting 35, 40,000 views for post-match pint, which is, yeah. which is phenomenal. You know, yeah. um, they, they still do get, you know, some of them get into the twenties and thirties now, but, um, which is phenomenal for, you know, for, for, for a load of people that just didn't know what they was doing. And, and yeah, it was, um, it was a crazy thing. Then we met Robbie from Arsenal fan TV who sort of, taught us a few lessons the hard way and um we're still learning we, we you know we've got a long way to go before we uh we, we're anything perfect i think uh, i said last season was was probably our worst in terms of the content because i just think it was it was shabby it was you know we was losing um quality on on the equipment we'd lost a sponsor so we haven't got any more money coming in um and we had to just go and dip into our own pockets to, to buy this sort of expensive equipment that you need to um, you know, to, to carry on, but you know, we got we got there in the end, and and next season we're looking to uh, to progress it and, and and be the best we've ever been. You know, so it's just over the last three or four years, it's just absolutely snowballed, and I never thought we'd be anywhere near where we are now. Yeah, no, that that's that's what we were talking about the other night with that twenty uh, four hour uh, charity live stream. We when I was talking with Geo, he asked me about. Um, you know our show and stuff and what our plans were and you know it's pretty much the same same as you like we we don't know 
uh, we just want to keep going forward and keep expanding and adding new different content and so on. But, you know, I was telling him that, you know, between Hammers Chat and West Ham Fan TV during the off seasons, you know, that's what kept me through, you know, being able to watch mm -hmm. the transfer news. And mm -hmm. even though the post-match pints weren't there, I mean, you were still at, you know, you guys were putting out content and, and it was always, you know, informative. You know, that's where I got my news from, you know, other than obviously X and stuff, but um, which I hate Twitter, so well, I only go on I there for that's that. The, that's the direction that we have to we have to take the channel in now is the, the fact that um, we're trying to become uh, – it's, it's opinion. Our, our channel is always based on opinion. I don't know anything that anybody else don't know. I don't know anything that, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not an in the know. I don't know people within the club that can tell me, yeah, 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 we're, we're signing Messi tomorrow and, you know, get ready for a video and all that. But we we put out videos just just to give our the, our, our opinion on it and, and to try and keep people that are, you know, not everybody's got time to sit down and read an article. You can listen to this on your iPod. You can you yeah. can watch it as you go to work. You can do this and do that. Um you know, so so that's the way we, we you know, we, I think vid, the video format is is and and the podcast format is the format going forward. You know, it's it's yeah. Um, yeah we want to get to a point where you know, if something breaks, as I said the other night, we need to sort of make a plan to and and monetize it so we can go full time because I want to be on the fucking spot every time something breaks. If, as, as soon as we sign yeah. someone, I want to be going live like that. You know, at the moment. Um, we signed David Martin today. I was in Harlow Council, you know, typing up some 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 work. So, you know, we can't. So, it, it's just to become, you know, instantaneous. It's to become um, a source of news somewhere where where people want to visit every day. And I think that's what you should be. Um, you know, the, the the content that you bring out, even if it's just like little tidbits. I've done something very new the other day with the Andy Carroll video that I did. Um, some people loved it. Some people hated it. You know. Um, was he a hero? No, he wasn't. That's not, that's not what I'm saying whatsoever. He was somebody that could have been and should have been, um, you know, one of the heroes in our in our club's history. Definitely. But he was saying a bit different, you know, something to watch, something to, to fill the time. And that's where I want to be heading in the future. I want to be making two, three, four videos a day, even if one of them's an information video, one of them's looking at something in the past, one of them's looking at what we've done this day in so-and-so, so-and-so. And so people will know that when they come back to West Ham Fan TV, that there'll be something they're new to watch. Yeah, I mean, what inspired us about you guys and, and Hammers Chat too um, was the fact that, well, especially you guys, you know, the post-match pints, um, it, the difference of opinion, um, you know, after you go through the lineup, I mean, you guys will be talking and then not all the time you agree, you know, and that that's what's most entertaining about the, I mean, you hear everybody's point of view. Sometimes you'll second guess yourself and be like, wait a minute, yeah, he's right. You know, uh, even though you're thinking what Ryan's saying, but then you know, I think that's, I think that's a key part about football is the fact that nobody you can watch the same game and you can you can yeah. have twenty people watching the same game and you get twenty two different opinions. Yeah, you know, and that's the way the the, the way that football is. It, it, it's 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 a game that you know you might think someone's the most fantastic player in the world. I remember me and Ryan on post match point a few years ago, Man United in the FA Cup. We watched the same video, the same game. Um, came back and was talking about the same incident and it was a uh, the the man united goal when we they equalized in the fa cup and schweinsteiger had, had pushed uh randolph into the goal and i said it was a foul and he said it wasn't you know and we nearly had a punch up over it um 
What game was and that's just the way yeah, that I heard you say that before too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but that's just—I think that's the beauty about football. And I think that's the beauty yeah. about the, the, you know, the differences of opinion. You know, and you know, I, I, I think fan opinion is is the most important opinion in football. But and of, I think everybody should get a chance. Out of everybody, and, and we're probably gonna we're gonna close soon on this. But um, uh, out of everybody, I mean, between you know all the different shows out there, there's a bunch of, you know, West Ham shows out there that are, you know, not quite as big as Hammer's Chat and, um, you know, West Ham Fan TV. Um, but I, I watched but them all. all that, I, but the, the thing is about that is that they're all, every single social media account, whether they're making video, you know, it's not easy to make videos. You know, you, you know, guys, know. Um, Irons United, um, uh, there's Flump Nine, you know, there's Free Hammers. Hammers yeah, Chat. the Fatally, Whoever, there's the, uh, Nine, JPWSU, yeah. West Ham Way. You know, mm -hmm. I, I like to watch all of that content Free because hammers, I think it, it's still a it's still a difference of opinion. And if you're exactly. putting yourself out to to make that sort of content and to you know, it's a it's a hard job. It's a hard hard job. It takes up a lot of my free time, and it has done for a long time. Um, and if you're if you're taking the time to you know to film to film that stuff and, and, and put your opinion out there, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to turn around and say that West Ham fan TV is better than Hammers Chat or Flump 9 or Iron United. Or, you know, they're all different. They're all different in a unique way. And I think as a West Ham fan um, who who looks in on this sort of stuff, American Hammers and and, and the podcasts that they do, the, you know, the, the Claret and Hugh one and the Knees Up Mother Brown one and all them sort of stuff, there's so much content to consume. There's so much to consume. You can sit there and fill your day with content yeah. from, you know, what, you know, a lot of, a lot of them, I know three, you guys have said it, the free hammers have said it, that we inspire them to do that. And, and, and I take pride in that because I think to myself, you know, if I can inspire a few more of these channels, you know, I think the content to be watched is, is so different and, and everyone has their own unique take and everyone has their own unique spin and I think it's it's good for West Ham fans. I think it's good, especially for expats and things like that. I think the um, the difference in 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 content between the channels and all the social media channels. You know, you should follow them all. You know, uh, it is. we have people come to us and say West Ham fan TV's better than. Go on. When when you when you said like for expats and not only that but anybody that's over in the states I know as, as an expat living over in the states I, I was used to the you know, being back home switching on the, on the telly and getting all my football news everything being yeah. you know fed to me spoon fed to me all the time being able to pick up a newspaper and, and read four or five pages worth of sports news and and be and being feel feeling fulfilled with that since moving to the states what I have to go on to fulfill me as far as news for West Ham is concerned, apart from the occasional phone call that I would get from a mate back home that would say, oh, Wayne, by the way, this this going on, or a mate that, that works on the airlines who would occasionally bring me a newspaper. All I've got these days is you lads. You lads, mm. Hammers Chat, the other TV stations. It's imperative for us that you guys are doing what you're doing. You are our lifeline. Seriously, yeah. and, I, and I can't express this enough on behalf of, of, of everybody that's over here, the, is the that main, what you're doing is really make, it's making it easy for us. The main thing easy for us. is that yeah. you're actually real people. You know what I mean? It's, it's, not like, yeah. it's not like watching you know, NBC Sports or something like that. You're not watching these plastic people. We're, we're actually watching real opinions from real people. 
And that's what's most enticing. Yeah. Like we feel like you said, when, when you have that one camera and you know, it's shining on you guys, it is like we're in the room with you. And same thing with, uh, you know, with Hammer Chat yeah. and all the other things. I mean, we're, it's a real conversation almost, even though we're not talking. You know, we're listening to you guys and listening to Hammer Chat, JBWHU TV, and all those, you know, uh, Flunk Nine and everybody else. So, um, mm. yeah. But anyway, we have to wrap it up. Uh, listen, thank you so much for coming on, Nikki Man. It, like I said, uh, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. I hope you guys, you know, continue to, you know, continue to grow. And and um, yeah, I mean, that's that's our goal too, is just to keep adding stuff and growing, growing, growing. Listen. So I want I want to thank everybody else in the chat room today too. We got a couple late bloomers in there too. Uh, um, Metal in both legs and Paul Wilde. So thank you guys for popping in. And oh, and Jason too. Jason always pops in late. Um, uh, thank you guys for watching today. Anything else you want to add before we head Thank out? Thank you so much for having me on. Um, keep up the good work. As I said, that anybody that puts herself out onto a social media platform and, and, and you know, wants to create a TV channel, um, you know, I think, as I said, there's so many different ones. And it's exciting times for West Ham fans all over the globe because they can see so many differences of opinion. And I think that's the most important people um, and opinion is in football is the fans. And, um, as you say, we're not we're not NBC News or or ABC Sports or you know, BBC for Match of the Day. <laughs> we are, you know, the, the people that that uh, you know that that go and watch the games and and, exactly. and actually know what they're talking about or not. In Dom's case, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I think what you guys is doing is brilliant. Um, always try and collaborate. I'm going to talk to you guys later on about you know something that we discussed on insta yep. before yep. um but keep it growing keep it going it, it, it you know it's fantastic that's the plan man you know i was i had no expectations going into this uh, except i am obsessive compulsive so once i started it i had to just do whatever i could to help this thing grow um we were you know for a small channel out here you I mean we're averaging like 100 subscribers a month which we've only been around for like four almost five months now so um, it exceeded my, you know, my, my realistic expectations. Um, Lee, my usual co-host, um, you know, I just brought him along for the ride and he had, he was so, oh, this isn't, you know, this is going to be fun between me and you. And then that's just going to be it. And, um, we're just working really hard and bringing and this fat bold like, Englishman got involved. Yeah. We brought in Wayne and we brought in a bunch <laughs> of other, um, you know, uh, people to pop in from time to time, but Wayne seems to be our regular guest co-host. So. It's uh, been a lot of fun, and, and it's just growing, growing a snowball. And we're gonna have a cooking show. We're gonna be adding. We're gonna be adding a, uh, an English cooking show. Yeah, with the <laughs> I want to be on that. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna add. Oh, and we're gonna be doing um, match previews all next season with a girl from England who actually goes to all the women's matches. Um, so we're gonna do match previews like that. And we're also gonna have um, some of the female players on this summer too, and. And uh, so we're just adding, 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 and then she can keep going. Don't, don't forget West Ham and Eggs. Oh, West Ham and Eggs. So instead of post-match pint, we can't copy that because you got the copyright on that. Uh, we're going to do uh, West Ham and Eggs breakfast show, uh, pre-match. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> uh, we actually done a breakfast show a years ago that we, we called the, the Ironworks Breakfast Club. Um, <laughs> so we might be competing with each other one day. Okay, never mind. Wayne, run with West Ham and eggs. That's, that's an excellent idea. There you go. Excellent. All right. Well, just um, know, next post-match point, I'll be the fat Englishman sitting there in front of my uh, computer with my own point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Come on, you irons. I'll talk to you. Come on, you irons. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>